Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. And welcome into a beautiful Monday morning show with a lot of NFL Sunday action going on. We had a great weekend of college football. We had a wonderful time out there tailgating. Uh, I do believe that the tailgate lived up to all the hype that I had built up for it. Uh, very much so. Like the, the, the spot that we parked, let me start my way through that. The, there. The, 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 uh, spot. the spot that we had parked in was a good location. At first we were kind of like, ah, should we been over here? Should we been over there? Hey, as the game got closer and people started just filling in, they had already kind of realized too, like talking to some people like, yeah, it's like, it's going to be tough to win today. We're not sure how the season is. You know, usually the start of the year, everyone's here because we're excited for the season. This is where we're at. It's like they said that, and 30 minutes later, everybody showed up. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. The gorilla walk. I used to think that was super cheesy and dumb. My first time experience it. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty freaking cool. The gorilla walk, which is where all the, the team walks from the locker room to the stadium. Yep. I feel like a lot of teams do that. But, yeah, that's one thing that they do at Pitt State. Uh, but a fantastic time was had by all. Thanks again to our guy, Davey from Miners and Monroe, who was yep. also out there with us. And a uh, uh, cool little concert that we had Friday night, too. That was cool. Like, I liked it. It was a nice little spot. If Pittsburgh can just take advantage of that, like Davey and them, they worked hard on that back area, and it looks good. Yeah. You have some concerts back there, and you fit, what was it, 100-some people were there? Probably so. Maybe close Make to them maybe. exclusive parties going forward? Heck, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, that's incredible. Yeah, but like I said, we also had a great weekend of NFL games, I saw the stat, and I don't know what teams specifically, but we had seven underdogs win this Sunday. Uh, just very unpredictable Sunday slate of games. But the one that is most important to us, Jordan Love and the Packers struggled against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs do come away with a win. That is a situation, like I, I, I kind of said last week, I don't feel good about it, though. No. As a Chiefs fan and as a a Packers fan, maybe you wanted Jordan Love to come out and play a little bit better than he did. I thought he played fine. I even saw uh, Matt LaFleur come out and say, like, he he took some of the blame. Like, I should have had him more prepared and things like that. Um, So, I don't know. That could be coach speak for, like, oh, fuck, my quarterback sucked. Yeah. I'll take some on the chin so that the young kid doesn't have to. But I, I thought that he looked okay, considering it was, like, his first real start. And doing it on the road at Arrowhead, not a great place to have your first start. No, and it's tough enough as it is. But, I mean, yeah, let's look at the coach, Matt, and be like, hey, why are you still running an Aaron Rodgers type of offense where it's, hey, Aaron, if this breaks down, you have full authority to just make anything happen like you have your entire career. I don't think Jordan Love was ready to do that in his first start. I mean, he's here, like you said, in Arrowhead, tough place to play. Kansas City's defense has not been good, and his first touchdown – that he throws in the NFL with all Chiefs fans, would probably have bet money on who was going to be targeted on that touchdown from Jordan Love. Daniel Sorensen. Yeah. 
But it was still kind of one of those yeah, deals on the where defensive side. Yeah, when watching the game, <laughs> like, like I did not expect it to go to Alan Lazard. I'll tell you no, that. But yeah. I get what you're saying yeah. now. Target target Daniel Sorensen, <laughs> and you're most likely going to score. That's exactly what happened. I think a lot of it though with with Jordan Love, it was trying to be like Aaron instead of being like Jordan Love. If that makes sense, I felt like there were some throws that he made like off his back foot, kind of side arm. I think that's kind of who he is, though. So too. if it is, then that's the, who he was at. Uh, where did he go? Utah State. So maybe I'm just not used to seeing that then from him. But it just looked Aaron Rodgers esque. Where like that one interception that he threw, I was like, man, like just step into that and throw over the top and lead the guy. And it felt like that was kind of Aaron Rodgers' little toss up ball. But it's still, I didn't think he played awful. Like, but the offense was not put in a position to help him. And then for the Chiefs, like you said. Just not a very like comfortable feeling after a win. No. Like you beat the Packers, but thanks to several missed field goals, uh, uh, one blocked, a muff punt, and just other special teams mistakes by the Packers, the Chiefs are able to stay in this game. And then now I'm seeing like everyone is paying attention to that last throw by Patrick Mahomes. It's like, is that the throw that kind of gets him out of his funk? Because he's clearly had the yips. He didn't look good like the entire game. And then he seals the game with a minute 57 left on the first down, rolling to his right. Zings like 200 miles an hour, gets caught. And it's Not like, an official speed. No. And then he goes nuts. And I was like, everyone's just looking at that. Like, I want to see an entire game. It was also yeah. nice to see they didn't have a freaking turnover about time. I think it was their first game like all season where they haven't had a turnover. Probably It seems like it. Uh, no interceptions for Patrick Mahomes. No obviously. fumbles. Uh, I'm right there with you, too. There were a lot of people that were saying at the end of that game, like, just go scroll through Twitter. And like, oh, my gosh, the classic Mahomes. He's yeah. back. Right, okay. <laughs> I hope so. You still only put 13 points on the <laughs> Packers. Uh, this used to be like a, a terrifying offense. Where I mean, just 30 points so a nervous. game. Yeah. And then even, you know, during the broadcast, I know a lot of people were shitting on Troy Aikman yesterday. I guess maybe I'm just the most like announcer friendly fan that there is because I don't see, I don't see criticism like that. Like I thought they all do a pretty good job, honestly. Yeah. So even with Aikman, he was mentioning yesterday, you know, a couple of those deep balls. It's like the timing's just a little bit off to where usually you convert that to Tyreek Hill, who was deep a couple times, or McCole Hardman. And uh, I agree with him on that one. It just seems like there's something not quite clicking. So I don't know if it's like a game plan that needs to change or a scheme or anything like that or run the football more because that's not an Andy Reid thing. They're never going to do that. But it does just – it feels like there's a little bit of timing off. To where, you know, early on in Patrick Mahomes' career, it was like, can he actually outthrow Tyreek Hill? Or is Tyreek too fast? Yeah. Well, he did it yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I feel <laughs> like he's done it several times this year, too. It's like, like, just take it easy a little bit. I saw some people on Twitter like, hey, you know, those deep shots by Mahomes, like they were fine footballs if the receiver runs the correct path to the ball. And it was like, how can we put that on the receiver? Like, yeah, that's he's just like down the field. Bias. Yeah. What, what you're seeing just confirms what you're already thinking. Yeah. Because I, who knows? Yeah, what route he's supposed I to take. I will say, though, like, he's always, because I think the post route was to McCole Hardman, and he's always yelled at McCole. I mean, since his rookie, of like, keep running. Mm-hmm. Like, just because I throw the ball, like, it's not a, he's like McCole still used to having to slow down when the ball's thrown because he's too fast. And Patrick's like, I will lead you. This Go ain't Georgia. It. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Jake Fromm. I've got an arm. And on the Packers side of things, too, I was really surprised that they didn't keep with the ground game. Because those know. running backs were running the ball very well yesterday. And they just they kept going away from it. And I, I know they they kind of got down a little bit at halftime. They were down, you know, 13 to nothing. But 
I still feel like they, if they would have kept running the football, things would have worked out for him. Yep. And so thank you to Matt LaFleur and the <laughs> coaching staff there for going away from the the run game. And Before you know, you go to the next game, which I think you're getting a transition to, and I know it's going to be a smooth one. The kick that was missed by uh, Mason Crosby, uh-huh. where he starts yelling at his holder, the punter. Uh-huh. I thought it. You tweeted it. Do the laces make that much of a difference uh-huh. when you kick it? I think at this level, and there were like some good replies to my tweet too, because I've never kicked a ball. Like, yeah, I have no idea where it's going. It doesn't matter the laces, but I do think when you get to this level, where you know a guy like Mason Crosby's been kicking the ball for. 30 some years Mm -hmm. if the laces are always consistent i think he kind of knows where it's going to go but if you you know mess up a one little thing it's hard to tell but i mean for me makes no difference at all i have no idea where the ball is going but i do think with him i mean if it was just an atrocious miss probably not the laces fault but i do think on those close ones um i think it can affect a lot with how you hit the ball where you're used to hitting it so i i do think that Twitter was probably right on that one. I think that it can affect those guys, those professionals. I mean, it would be like a golfer, you know, having like people talking in your backswing. And you're like, oh, my God, that screwed up everything. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Yeah. Just swing. Like (laughs) basketball players, NFL players, everybody can do this when there's talking involved. Mm -hmm. But if you change, you know, a little bit about the way that they swing or kick or, you know, if there's too much mud on the golf ball or whatever, you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, shit. Or, you know, somebody stepped in my line in the green, and you're like, just fucking punt. <laughs> punt it, you know? It's it's not that hard. Just punt over it, yeah. But, yeah, when you're, I think when you're at that level, if I mean, uh, something small changes, it throws you off. Which, it feels like it should be the opposite. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm really good at this. It doesn't matter what the laces are. I can are. overcompensate for the little mistakes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do think that it probably does make a difference. And smooth transition, one thing that will make a huge difference is not having your starting quarterback out there. And we were talking about the Cardinals and the 49ers game, and I, I think you even mentioned it. Like, if Kyler Murray's not out there, I'll take the 49ers, and I jumped on board with you. It did not matter. No. Nope. The, the Cardinals come out, beat the 49ers, and I didn't watch this game. It was on at the same time as the Chiefs game. But for them to come out there and win with our guy, Colt McCoy, at quarterback, and not even, like, just win, like, oh, one – 20 to 17 or 13 to 7 or whatever it was the cardinals put it on them 31 to 17 i think this is it's time for everybody to jump on board with me the 49ers are not a good football team it's not a good defense i know that they have been the past couple years they are not anymore i don't think it's about health i think it's about they don't have the personnel out there to be good I think that even, you know, a lot like even our Kansas City Chiefs, they've gotten a little bold, and they think that they've hit on some of these guys, and they haven't, Uh, especially on the defensive side. uh, You cannot be labeled a good football team and allow 31 points to a Colt McCoy-led offense. I'm sorry. That's not the way the NFL works. Now the 49ers fall to 3-5, and and the Cardinals go to 8-1 and to where I'm going to have to start looking into my Cliff Kingsbury thing it's making me look very wrong. Well, I mean, and here's the thing, too, because I saw some people on Twitter like, yo, hey, like maybe we need to give some credit to Cliff Kingsbury. Like, do we? Or is just San Francisco that bad? 
Right. <laughs> like, I think that's it. Like, I think San uh-huh. Francisco just stinks right now. When I say it, I know it definitely comes off as biased, and, it, like, it might be, but I still I wonder. don't know what we're biased. It's not like we they have anything against the Chiefs. They played in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, and they shit the bed and lost it. Mm-hmm. And it, the quarterback that they're still having issues with is still starting for them, and you have a guy that you traded up for, you gave up a lot to go get, and he's not playing. Don't yeah. tell me it's some knee sprain um, type of deal. We saw the clips from practice. He looks fine. Yeah, what's his name? Why can't I think of his Trey name? Trey Lance. Trey Lance. All I could think of was Jordan Love. <laughs> it's a different guy. Yep. Uh, yeah, but for I mean, for the Arizona Cardinals, you do have to give them credit because when you look at their schedule, you're like, okay, well, who have they beat? The Rams and the Titans. They beat both of those teams very easily. Yeah. <laughs> they beat the Rams 37-20. to 20. They beat the Titans 38-13. to 13. That was in week one. But still, those are really good teams. They beat the Browns, who looked good yesterday. They, and they lose to a good Packers team where, honestly, they, they probably should have won that game. Yeah, if, if A.J. AJ Green <laughs> turns around. Yeah, if A.J. Green turns around, they win that game. Uh, but he didn't. And then yesterday, like I said, to come out and get the W when you're missing not not even just Kyler Murray. You're also missing DeAndre Hopkins. You're missing, you know, J.J. Watts already mm-hmm. hurt. You're missing a lot of guys. And they were able to come out and get a win. So, for me, it is something where, like, okay, I apologize. I'm not going to admit that I was wrong, <laughs> but maybe I was a little harsh. I do still want to see him keep doing it. You're going to go full Michael Scott here. Like, hey, it's been looking pretty good. Never say it to his face. Or is that du- – that's Dwight, isn't it? He's like, yeah. I never say it to his face. He's like, yeah. why, like, why wouldn't I would you? never give you a compliment yeah. to your face. Uh, and for the Car- – or sorry, not the Carolina Panthers. For the Arizona Cardinals – their, their next upcoming games not too tough. They get the Carolina Panthers, the Seattle Seahawks. I don't think Russ will be back for that one. The Chicago Bears, and then they get the Rams again uh, December 13th. So uh, a couple easy games there, or should be some pretty easy games until they, they face the Rams again. That will be an exciting one. And other teams, like I said, so many dogs this weekend winning. I was so confident that the Cowboys would just destroy the Broncos. And it did not happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. Teddy Bridgewater just woke up today and said, you know what? Screw it. Let me live up to all that draft hype that I had. They beat the Cowboys 30-16. to 16, But, I mean, the Cowboys were scoreless until the fourth quarter. Yeah. Just a ridiculous And when you look at, like, Dak's stat line, you're like, oh, wow. Like, hey, that's a pretty decent game for a quarterback. Yeah, it all came in, like, garbage time at the end. Where right. All they did was just throw the football. Once yeah. again, Zeke being on my fantasy team doing absolutely nothing, so this is incredible. But mm-hmm. one thing we do need to give credit for is Javante Williams. I know you gave something to Teddy Bridgewater, but, I mean, this is a guy who's a rookie, comes yeah, in, I has like 111 him. yards. That's something I said at the beginning of the season. I was like, man, this was going to be the one guy for the Broncos where they – it seems like they always do this, where they get a running back in a second or third round and it ends up taking off and working out for him. And it's like, yeah, we got a franchise running back right here. Well, look at this. Yeah, I mean, they did whatever they wanted to in the run game. Yeah. Because uh, even Melvin Gordon had a good day as well. He takes 21 carries, 80 yards, but also a touchdown. And maybe not the great performance that Williams had, but still, I mean, he had 190 rushing yards and two touchdowns for the Broncos against a defense that has a lot of question marks. And now, you know, the offense not being able to play that well either. The Cowboys are another team. I know they got down big. Uh, they were down 16 nothing at the half. But it really got away from the running game, too. And I think that just goes to show how hard it is to come back from behind in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, if you have guys like Zeke Elliott, you have a good running game. If you can continue to do that or like the Packers, it makes things easier. But once you get down, it really has to change 
the way that you play uh, for a lot of these teams, especially getting into like the third and fourth quarter to where it's, oh, my God, we have to score a lot of points very quickly. You're not going to be able to do that for uh, unless you throw the ball. So the Broncos, uh, they get above 500 now, sitting here at five and four. Cowboys at six and two kind of ends their streak. Maybe yeah. they'll refocus or maybe they're just not as good as – we all thought they were. I mean, I hopefully that does reset them because, I mean, you come in this week, you got a game at home against Denver. You're thinking, we got to win this game, no problem. Mm-hmm. And then they just come in and smack you. Another team that probably thought they had a win, no problem, the Buffalo Bills. <sighs> Josh Allen had himself a day. Yeah. Not the one we're used to seeing Not in terms MVP of the national candidate. media. <clears throat> yeah, the defensive player, Josh Allen. He had an interception, a sack, and a forced fumble on the other Josh Allen. Uh-huh. That's insane. How long do you think we can continue to make the Josh Allen jokes? Uh, all year. The I, rest of their NFL I'm playing I'm saying you games. have the rest of today. And then after that, it's no more Josh Allen versus Josh Allen. They'll turn into like little tidbits. Whereas like Josh Allen's going to have an incredible game. Not that one. This one. Jacksonville wins big. Yeah. I'm never just, probably going to say that the rest of this year. But yeah. congrats on this one. I'm already getting nice. tired of it though. I'm sure you are. Because I, it was funny yesterday. I'm giving people the rest of today, and then come Tuesday, we're done. We're moving on to next week. You're such a joke, Grinch. Next week. It's just, no, I'm not. I'm you just can't kidding. overuse a joke because then it becomes annoying. And we are teetering on that line of, okay, now it's annoying. Yeah. Because if you're like one of the first or like yesterday you made the jokes, cool. You're early on. But if you're that guy who's used a joke too many times, it's not good. Yeah. And then it becomes annoying, and then you have to have that conversation of saying, hey, stop saying it. What if you go about it and you don't realize you're making a joke about it, but you are? Maybe even worse. Okay. Then you're just blind to the annoyance. Well, the reason I'm saying this <laughs> is because I'm looking at, like, the highlight clips that are on ESPN, like the recap of the game, and it's – I mean, it just shows how well Josh Allen is taking over the game. But it's like <laughs> – the Jaguars, the Jags. You almost Allen. have to put it in parentheses. Yes. Like, oh, Jaguars, Josh Allen. Because, I mean, if Josh Allen, the quarterback, would have went off and you say, like, Josh Allen had a fantastic day, I feel like people know who you're talking about. He's a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. He's the bigger star. But it was Josh Allen, the pass rusher, who had a fantastic day. Even our player of the day today, thanks to the great people at Miners and Monroe. But uh, how about this one, too? Sticking with this game, though. Manning curse is real. Yeah. I mean, it is so real. That <laughs> yeah. It's not even funny. We were talking about it last week on if the Bills find a way to lose to the Jaguars, there's no questioning the Manning curse. Now, last week, Josh Allen goes on the Manning telecast. This week, he loses. The Manning curse is undefeated this year. I don't know who they're lining up next, but I'll tell you, I am uh, I'm enough of a believer in curses and superstitions that if I had a player – He's not going on the Manning cast. Uh, it's going to be hard for them to get another active player to be a mm-hmm. guest right now. Like, like, I'm saying no. Very. Like Maybe they'll get a guy like Baker Mayfield. You know, like He was so eager to go to Cleveland and end that curse of quarterbacks. Maybe you can get him on there. Maybe I don't. They already had Brady, so you're probably not getting him yeah. again. I'll tell you who I hope it's not. Patrick Mahomes. Number 15. Yep. <laughs> Please, God, do not let that happen. But at the same time, Patrick Mahomes, he is a breaker of curses. Yeah, he broke the Madden curse. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe we put some uh, defensive players in there. <laughs> Let, let's get like an Aaron Donald in there and see what happens. That would too. be nice. Uh, but I, maybe they're a little bit cursed as well because the Rams lose to the Titans this weekend. 
I didn't see that one coming. I, I, I knew either. the Titans were good, but we talked about, you know, even the lack of Derrick Henry, what it was going to look like, how's Ryan Tannehill going to play. Uh, the offense played pretty well. Yeah, pretty impressive little Sunday. And they were still able to use that play action to their advantage. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, definitely that defense uh, gave Matt Stafford problems all night long. Yep. And um, I feel like this was a little bit of a kiss of death for me because last week I talked about, like, yeah, I was – you know, not one of those guys that liked Matt Stafford. I said, let's see how much better he is than Jared Goff. And then I started praising him, talking about how good he is, how he's just killing it for my fantasy team. And then he pretty much drops like a goose egg for me, throws two interceptions, was sacked five times, and that Rams offense just never got things going. Uh, they, they started chucking the ball late, but still the Titans able to sustain and, and played very well. This Titans team seems to be trending upwards. Like mm-hmm. I, I keep thinking, like it might plateau for them, and then they come out and they beat a team like you know the Rams or the Chiefs. It's just it's looked good for them and almost better and better every week for the Titans. I mean, this four game stretch that they just went on, they won all four games, and it's probably the toughest game of their schedule. They beat Buffalo, they mm-hmm. smoked Kansas City, they beat Indianapolis, where it looked like they had started to get things figured out and were looking good. And then you play the Rams, who we know are good and have been clicking pretty much all season. You win all those without Derrick Henry this last game. And so it just goes to show how much they can rely on this defense to get stops and play solid. Because even at the the start of the second half, that's when I started watching this game because I watched Yellowstone last night. I'll be honest, I did not watch the first half of this football game. But when they came into the second half, the announcers were talking. uh, It was Chris Collinsworth. He's like, hey, why haven't they just been doing this the whole game, like the way that this offense is rolling here to start the second half, you can't just do a drop back and allow them to rush for it because they can still get to the quarterback. And the Titans have proved that all year that, yeah, we can get after you with just four. If we send another one or two, your ass is toast. And that's a popular trend even on Twitter right now because Ed Werder was on Dan Patrick's show this morning and talking about like the problems that some of these quarterbacks were having. And I don't even know if it was this game or not. Um, but he was talking about, like, oh, cover two's given all these quarterbacks problems. And that was a trend with the Chiefs. Like, oh, my gosh, Patrick Mahomes in cover two. Uh, he's not able to beat it. It's not cover two. It's not like we just discovered, oh, my God, two high safeties. Yeah. That's the, that's the way to beat all these teams. It's can you get to the quarterback with four pass rushers? Because then I don't care. Like, even back in the day with Seattle, Everybody was talking about this cover three. Mm-hmm. Lengthy corners running a cover three, a big hitting uh, strong safety, and you, we thought like, oh, my God, this is special. That shit's been around for forever. Yeah, and the, the other thing about Seattle that everyone forgets there is they have like six or seven quality defensive linemen that they could rotate mm-hmm. in at any time. Yep. And now were they sacking the quarterback? No, but were they getting after him and forcing him to like kind of just get the ball out of his hand Creating down the field? Exactly. That's what they were able to do, and that's how that defense was so good. It's like yeah. everyone overlooks that because the, you know, the safeties, you know, Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, they all, they all talked loud, and then they backed it up because they'd get turnovers or hit hard. But a lot of credit that doesn't get like deserved right there. They're not getting the credit they deserve. That's what I'm trying to say. There is that defensive line for Seattle back in those days. Yeah, and I, I think that holds true with every defense, though. It, it, there's nothing like gimmicky that I think you're gonna run. Maybe a little bit of like what the Rams were doing last year was maybe scheme based. Like these offenses can figure it out. You're not running anything that's just super tricky. Mm-hmm. Even back in the day with like the Tampa two stuff, when you know the Buc- Buccaneers were doing it, 
um, and it originated there. And then the Chicago Bears were able to do it. They're also able to get after the quarterback with their four pass rushers. Yeah. And anytime you can bring four and drop seven, if it's working, you're getting after the quarterback. It doesn't matter. You could go straight man. You could go cover zero, uh, cover one, whatever you want to do. If you can get to the quarterback with four pass rushers, you're going to be successful no matter what. So anytime you can get after the quarterback with four, you're going to be successful. Anytime you can get to Miners and Monroe, also going to be successful. Uh, like I said, it was great to get in there Friday night, be back in the shop and see what they had. And then also as a, a straight man to be able to go to that concert and be like, oh, that's a really nice jacket. Wonder where that gentleman got it. But I, I couldn't like go up there and ask, like, hey, looks good. Where'd you get it? I just, that was too awkward. Yeah, but we knew where it came from, too. It was just more like needed then the confirmation. Then you see it folded in the shop. Yep, and yeah. it's like, ah, good style, bub. Uh-huh. Miners of Monroe, pretty good. That's why I wore my uh, cool flannel. It's like, people are going to wonder where I got this inside. Boom. That's why well, I wore my beanie, because they're like, that's a nice secret beanie. Where'd you get it? Mm-hmm. Right here. Yeah, a lot of cool t-shirts to layer with, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of good oh, outerwear. Shit, I'm wearing too. a Miners of Monroe t-shirt right now, but I got it underneath the sweater. Stupid move. Don't even worry about it. Dumb move. Great podcasting. You trying to take your Casey on a podcast. They'll see it later. No, they won't. Yes, they will. <laughs> they will this time. Instagram. They will this time. <laughs> no, I'm calling bullshit. Call it all you want. All right, call them bullshit. But go check out Miners in Monroe. They are located in Pittsburgh, Kansas, but they also have you covered online at minersandmonroe.com. Use code MIKEDUP10. That's M-I-C-D-U-P-10. To save 10% off at Miners in Monroe. Yep. Next up, gunspot.com. That is the website for all your gun and ammunition needs and any other accessories you want to add to your gun. Also, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Be sure you're in a position to protect yourself and your family when you need to. So be sure to find that protection right there at gunspot.com. You reminded me of last night. Uh Uh-oh. You nervous? <laughs> well, I'm sure someone tried to break into your house. No, watching Yellowstone. Oh, last night. okay, yeah. Uh, every time you say like it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Um, we'll see. I don't. I've been okay. Exactly. Yeah. See, <laughs> but it's not an if it happens to me. It's a when it happens. Having Yellowstone back on last night, I was so excited about watching that. More excited to watch Yellowstone than I was for any football game this weekend. Even the Chiefs game because well, I was nervous they Pitt still State might lose. One. It was exciting to tailgate. Uh, but, yeah, even more exciting than watching the Chiefs play. It was so good to have Yellowstone back on. Yeah. They are clearly not a sponsor of this program, uh, but I definitely endorse them. Every Sunday night at, like, 7 o'clock, Paramount, I'm checking it out. I'm there. I will miss the first half of Sunday Night Football. <laughs> Maybe not next week, but <laughs> Chiefs What's Raiders. On Sunday Night Football? I think so. I guess I'll have to record it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that was so good. And the way it started, so I started watching. No spoilers. No, I started watching the end of the last season before yes. it came on. So I had the hype up of, you know, Casey, like, the running in, shooting at him. As soon as the Chiefs him. game ended, I switched over to Paramount. Yep. And started watching. Beth getting blown up. What's his name falling off the horse? Jimmy. Um, and then everything like that. And it was, whew, I got to see how this works. And I loved how they just, they ended it. And then they started it. It was like, no bullshit commercials. Hey, mm-hmm. presented by Dodge. Thank them for limited commercials today. Here uh-huh. we go. 60 seconds. And I don't starting. know how much Tito's is paying, but they referenced Tito's vodka a couple times. They did, actually. Because, like, Beth would order it. Somebody else ordered it. It's like, oh, okay, that's good product placement. 
And maybe it's because I'm a Tito's drinker as well that I recognized yeah. it. Now that you say it, I realize. But it really stood out to me last night watching that show. Was there anything that stood out to you last night in the show that you're like, fuck yes? Just that first 15 minutes of that opening scene. The one that really got me was uh, Rip when he went to the river. And he was like, hey, is this yours? Is <laughs> yeah. this your lunch? What a way yeah. to handle business. <laughs> Right. So check that out, because I, I have a feeling we're going to be talking about that this season uh, as well. Again, not a sponsor, just like a good recommendation. Yeah. I know that I tried to watch Yellowstone, and I've told you and a lot of our other buddies this. You guys all started watching it, and I feel like I was one of the last ones to. Because when I tried to watch it, I went to Amazon, started watching it on Amazon, but my dumb ass started on episode two. Season one, episode two. So all this stuff is happening within the show. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. Who just died? What's going on? I was so lost and confused that I turned it off. It's like, I, I can't follow this. Yeah. I, I tried watching it twice. <laughs> twice. Ep season one, episode two. Because I'm an idiot. And was still <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to put my phone down. I'm paying attention. I still couldn't follow it. So I, I shut it off. Didn't try for like years. And then uh, season three was about to start up. I was like, okay, I'm going to try again. And when I started season one, episode one, it's like, holy shit, now I know everything that's <laughs> I happening. I mean, the, the very start of that show is just like, man, this is how you're going to handle Like, this is how you're going to start it? Yeah. And then you're just, you're buckled in from there. Because it's straight it's one hell of a ride. Straight chaos. Much like what we're seeing with the college football playoff now. Because this weekend, Michigan State loses to Purdue, maybe something that we should have seen coming. I've seen so many stats and graphics of uh, Purdue upsetting teams. Uh, I think I saw one that no one has more top five wins as an unranked team as Purdue. So that's beating a top five ranked team when you're not ranked. Wow. Purdue is the leader. Now, pretty specific stat, but they do beat Michigan State. Uh, that is going to knock them out of the college football playoff, uh, I don't know. We'll see how far. I think it knocks them out of the top six. I, I know that people love to look at head-to-head matchups. I do think that Michigan is going to be ahead of them now, but uh, we'll find out tomorrow night, and we'll be talking about it probably a little bit more tomorrow as well. But seeing who's going to get in there, I wouldn't be surprised to see Oklahoma make a big jump because even schools like Ohio State didn't have a great weekend. They barely beat Nebraska. But I think one of the things that I'm most intrigued about is the Big Ten and this Heisman race. Yeah, uh, I mean, Kenneth Walker is a guy that we were definitely putting up there, hyping him up a lot. And so last night when I sat down to write the state of college football, I was looking for like, what is going to happen with the Heisman? And as I'm doing it, as I'm getting ready, you know, I do a player of the week every week. And defensive player of the week this week went to Will Anderson of Alabama. Mm -hmm. And the season that he is having so far – needs to be recognized as a Heisman-type year. He is absolutely killing it. And I know that he's a defensive player, but I think he's playing better than anybody else at their position. We don't have a dominant quarterback. We don't have a dominant running back. I mean, Kenneth Walker was up there, but now his team's faced a loss. I don't think it'll be their last loss of the season. So I do think that it's time to start maybe looking at the defensive side of the ball. I know uh, our guy Jim Nagy with the Senior Bowl was even calling it out too. Mm -hmm. If no one else is going to run away with this award, defensive players should be up for it as well. And if we were giving him the attention that he deserves, he would definitely be up there. But I mean, uh, I'm going to start really pumping that one too because I think he's having a great season. If I had a vote in the Heisman, 
he would be my Heisman vote. Number really? one. Yeah. And maybe that is a little bit because I'm biased towards defensive players. They should just they should be in consideration. Yeah, they they need some love as well. I know how you mentioned Ohio State, you kinda of questioned them because they barely beat Nebraska. What about Alabama? Number two, barely escaping LSU. I shouldn't say barely escaping, but they it's, get a win, but six not by a big yards one. on yeah. that offense. And that's why I think even sticking with, you know, the Heisman thing, Bryce Young is a guy that we're just kind of like default putting up there. Mm-hmm. He played well, but this offense hasn't. And he has so many good players to throw to. Yeah. So even with him, I, uh, I and I guess good job also to LSU. I, I thought they'd get absolutely destroyed. But Coach O does have this team still fighting in games. Somehow. Um, somehow. It's crazy. Know you just start bringing your girlfriends around. Team plays better. <laughs> or maybe he's bringing them more around. It's like, hey, oh. guys, you win a couple football games. This is the kind of arm candy you can get. <laughs> Go Tigers. <laughs> and then, they, yeah, they're, they're responding to that. Maybe uh, the windows in the press boxes are open. He's like, check out window one and check out window three. <laughs> they're both here for me. Okay? So that's what we can do. Do they know? Win. Absolutely not. But number two, <laughs> kind of a buffer space for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Alabama losing this weekend – or not losing this weekend. Uh, that's one of those, like, it's a moral loss. Yeah. But also for Alabama, pretty confident that Nick Saban's going to have them pissed off and ready to go for their next opponent, which is probably just some easy team. I think we're getting into the scrub part of the season for Alabama now. But, I mean, I do think that they will, they will be fine going forward. I still think that they find their way into the SEC championship game. I don't know how I feel about them over Georgia, but also part of me kind of wants Alabama to lose the SEC championship game just so there's not two SEC schools. Yeah, and how does this help uh, Cincinnati? Because, I mean, they pick up a win against Tulsa. It wasn't a very dominant win, but they do win. And it's kind of one of those deals where, you know, like Michigan State loses, Alabama has a close game. Can they kind of like we pretty much can guarantee Ohio State's now in the top four? I mean, I think when we look at the top six, Cincinnati included, Georgia had a very big, good, convincing win, forty-three to six. Mizzou sucks, but yeah, mm-hmm. Alabama very close game wins twenty to fourteen. Michigan State already talked about them; they lost, so it doesn't matter anymore. Oregon, number four ranked team, loses or wins very close game too, twenty-six to sixteen at Washington. Ohio State should have beat Nebraska by a lot, wins 26-17. And then Cincinnati wins 28-20 to over Tulsa. Every single one of them played a very close game. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with them. Wake Forest, number nine team, probably mentioned they lost. They Notre Dame, the number 10 team, had a good win, but it was against Navy. So, I don't, I don't feel like anybody did themselves any favors this weekend. So, that's why I kind of expect – a lot of the same. I think Michigan State is probably going to drop, and then every other team just raises up one spot. You know, you'll have Oregon go to number three. You'll probably have Ohio State go to four. Cincinnati maybe goes to five. And then I would put Oklahoma in there. I think they they jump Michigan and Michigan State and probably go to six. They are undefeated. Did Oklahoma have a bye week? They this were week? off this okay. week, so uh, no game for them, which also kind of helps because they didn't have a close win. They didn't have a loss. <laughs> so it's fine for them. But I, I do think that we'll find those Michigan-Michigan State teams out this week. And then, you know, Oklahoma didn't play this week. They had a bye. Next week, this Saturday, they get Baylor at Baylor. And that would probably give Oklahoma another good quality win because they don't have many of those yeah. like even uh 
segueing into our Texas Longhorns. That looked like a good win at the time. Texas is bad. They're not good at football. I didn't even watch the game this weekend. I know that uh, friends tried to update me very politely on what was going on with the game. Don't know, don't care. I'm done with this season. I'm not paying attention anymore. I hope Bijan Robinson doesn't get hurt. This team fucking sucks, though. So it's just you got fucking annihilated, dude, by Iowa State. Like, in no disrespect to Iowa State, I think they're probably a better team than a lot of people think. But Texas is bad. I mean, it's still a Big Twelve school. Like, right. I just the fact that you make the announcement like we're going to the SEC, and then you just get shitted on in the Big Twelve <laughs> this year is not a good look. Yeah, all season, uh, pretty much. I, I know they started out the year hot, and I was pretty excited about it too, uh, but not anymore. Losing thirty to seven, like I said, uh, a lot of people like to talk shit to me about Texas. I get it. I'm a big Texas fan. Uh, I don't care anymore, like I said. But this is a basketball school now. Yeah, seriously, they're like a top ranked basketball team. This is a basketball school. So good luck, <laughs> SEC. Like this all is you had new- is Kentucky. Coach Beer bringing a good basketball program to the SEC. This is a this is a basketball move. You better look out. The Longhorns are making this week, and you know this Saturday they play KU. So that's the start of a rivalry. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody cares about the football part of it though. These are two basketball programs facing off in a football game that no one cares about. Uh, wake me up when they start playing each other in basketball. None of it matters until then. So wake you up in December. Yeah, uh, which actually I think basketball season's right around the corner. I think like a um, week away maybe. Yeah, so if you're a, a fellow Longhorn fan, the season's done for. It doesn't even matter anymore. Uh, we're just sitting here, all of us, uh, collectively, waiting for basketball uh, season. It starts tomorrow, NCAA basketball. I knew it like was officially. Soon. Villanova <laughs> plays Mount St. Mary's tomorrow at 3.30. Villanova ranked number four in the nation. Yeah, I haven't even really looked at the rankings. Like we talk about basketball, uh, NBA doesn't really start for me until after Christmas. College basketball is about the same. I, I will see highlights, I guess, tomorrow and be like, oh, shit, that's cool. They're playing basketball. I will start paying attention to it maybe in December when we get to some good conference games. Yeah. Like when people start texting me that Texas sucks and I say, like, hey, I'm actually a Duke fan, um, but don't text me about that because they suck. Even worse than they're, Texas does this year. They're ranked ninth. Yeah, Texas it goes Gonzaga, <laughs> UCLA, Kansas, Villanova, Texas, mm-hmm. then Michigan, Purdue, Baylor, Duke, Kentucky. Baylor just won it, and they're like eighth. Yeah, well, they lost they, a lot. They of guys. did, but yeah, and that's I mean Gonzaga right there able to replace a lot of the guys they lost. UCLA brought back a lot of guys that um, thought would have went to the NBA, but mm-hmm. they didn't. Um, and then Kansas. We'll see. They're always good. Like, I know they are, but I do hate Kansas basketball. If Texas wins the Big 12 of basketball, I will let a one particular individual know every single day <laughs> until the next basketball season starts. There's a lot of KU fans out there. A lot of them. Yeah, but there's one individual who speaks a lot on Kansas. Mm-hmm. And we'll definitely have to hear it. And a lot of Tuck, how does he say it? Tuck Fexus or something? Yep. Get that message quite a bit throughout the mm-hmm. week. Are I'll you sure the basketball? Oh my gosh, it does. Yeah. This year is flying by. It's, it's November eighth. November. 8th, bro. <laughs> it's November eighth. Hello. It's November. <laughs> Even earlier when we were looking ahead to the the NFL schedules, and I was like, "Oh, they don't play a tough team until December." That's not far away. Mm-mm. Man, I gotta get on it with this Christmas shopping already. 
Yeah, I hear the I I did see on the news the other day, and from actual people, uh, <laughs> or hearing from people, from real people, <laughs> yeah, real life ones, uh, that Christmas shopping this year is going to be hell because there's like no product shipment. It's like if you want to do any Christmas shopping, and get it a done. A lot of things are delayed. Yeah, you know, get it done as early as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I'm sure that's probably true. I do know that I over the last year or so I have ordered things online. I mean, like, okay, I need this. Let me go find it. And then, like, it, I'll forget about it. Yeah. Six weeks later, I'll get a package and be like, what the fuck is this? Like, yep. I didn't order anything. And then I remember, oh, shit. <laughs> I ordered that a long time ago. Yep. I wonder, actually, how many packages I've never been sent because I forget. <laughs> like, after that, like, three, four-day window where I'm like, okay, I'm expecting it. I'm expecting it. Yeah. It should be here. Amazon has spoiled us. We're, mm-hmm. we're over, like, the w- a week and a half. Yeah, like, after the weekend goes, because I don't expect things on the weekend for some reason, my brain shuts off. By that Monday morning, gone forever. <laughs> I've forgotten Amanda. all about it. But uh, you won't have that problem at Miners and Monroe, that's for sure. Mm-mm. How about some of our other great sponsors? Two, though, we have Club 609 right here in Joplin, Missouri, one of my favorite places to be for drinks, for appetizers, for just getting together with friends. We've talked about it so much. It's not a lie. I have the tattoo to prove it. Go visit them. Club 609 in downtown Joplin, (coughs) Missouri, home of the great two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours at Club 609. Yep, next up, Downtown Lou. Mark and the guys pride themselves on getting you in and out on the same business day. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Again, that is downtownlube.com. If you got nothing going on and you're listening to this, you're just on the road, go ahead and just give Mark Edder a call at Downtown Lube and say hi. Just pause the podcast right here, give him a call, and then just say hi. Hopefully you and made the call. Back. Yep, thank you. Uh, and um, for segment number three of the show, which has turned into our keeping up with the Kardashians, and I'm not even kidding, uh, we just we always have news. It's like they might be the actual Illuminati. What have I missed? Ben Simmons, uh, trade rumors. I tie him in. He's part of the. He's under their umbrella. Ah, I see. Ben Simmons, if he's trade been rumors with them. If you've dated a Kardashian or, like or in Jenner, because I guess that's yeah. You know, if you dated one of them ever, you are forever under their umbrella. So I think that's fair. That's if, if James Harden. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. That other tall white guy that Kim was with for a minute. Nah, he's he actually not count. good yeah, at basketball. He sucks. Yeah. But it's if, like I he mean, was able to tell her, like, yeah, I play basketball. I'm really good. And she was like, oh, my God, let's get married. If O.J. Simpson does anything ever again, I still feel like he's uh, under the Kardashian Reggie umbrella. Reggie Bush. Mm-hmm. Ray J. All of them. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, any of them. That, I mean, he's the OG. Yeah, he started it all. That man, I, is he on is the he, payroll? I was going to say, is he be. Kardashian royalties? Yeah, he probably gets like royalties off that video. <laughs> I'm or not, they're I'm all not their, kidding. What about all their other Kardashian videos? Yeah. Because, I mean, he was the first one. Now, now, like he was like executive producer on the first one, featuring written, Kim directed Kardashian by, and, and acted, produced yeah, by Ray J. You know that that takes a lot of talent. A lot of people haven't given him the credit that he deserves. On they that. haven't. Uh, but Ben Simmons in trade rumors uh, this morning. It looks like the Celtics are interested in Ben Simmons. They're kind of kicking the tires on that one. They've struggled a little bit. We actually talked about them last week, having like the players meeting and things like that. Uh, but the rumor out there right now is that. 
Jalen Brown would have to be part of any Ben Simmons trade packages. And I think you're crazy. I wouldn't do Ben Simmons for Jalen Brown one-on-one. Like I'm, I'm sticking with Jalen Brown over Ben Simmons. 100%. Like, I know Simmons is better defensively, but I still think that one-two punch of Brown and Jason Tatum is better than Ben Simmons and Jason Tatum. I just don't think Ben Simmons on the Celtics is a good fit at all. Like no. on and off the court. That, yeah, and you're gonna have to like you're gonna have to make sure that he's bought in and that he wants to be there. Yeah. And I'm sure that they would do that before any trade is uh, finalized. But still like, you're gonna have to make sure he's cool with that because I do think that's a situation where he wants to go to maybe specific markets or maybe specific teams. Celtics might not be one of those. Or or maybe they are. And maybe he says, Yeah, if it's for Brown for Simmons straight across, yeah, I'll go there because I like a lot of the other players. I mean, with that though, like the so here's the thing. We're running to a point though, is like, yeah, we don't think the, the Celtics are a good spot. Boston might not be a city he wants to be in, like you said. Where is that location then for him besides LA? <laughs> LA, yeah. Because like the Clippers aren't even, gonna yeah, do not it. Not even the Clippers. The Lakers aren't going to either. Yeah, I feel like he wants to be a Laker. I don't know. Maybe like you think the Knicks would be enough that he would say, okay, maybe I'll go there. I'll do that. I'll get in that market. I don't know. I don't know enough about Ben Simmons. I do know uh, that they've started to find him now, his game check. Every time he misses a game, I, I don't know if that's a trend that will continue, but it, they did do it the other day. I think it was on Friday. He got fined like $300,000 for not playing. And a lot of it is to do with the fact that he's missing games, but he says he's not mentally ready. But he's also not using team doctors. This is something that I was reading this morning on The Athletic, that he's going to independent doctors, which under the collective bargaining agreement is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the 76ers are pissed off about it. So with that one, I think he should be allowed to go to whatever doctor he wants. It's his mental health. He should be able to go somewhere where he's comfortable. Yeah, because I feel like the 76ers, whether they think they'd do it or not, they probably would have. Probably looking at everything that's going on, listening to me like, that's just not that big of a deal. You're fine. Yeah, Come on. Just get back on the and court. And they're just going to like throw them underneath the bus to the mm-hmm. media to where him, it's like, no, I want this completely. Like, this is my issue. Independent doctor. This is how I want to handle it. Boom. Like, that I totally understand. Mm-hmm. If it was like medical in the terms of like, you know, body movement or anything like that, then I would totally get it. Yeah, but this is, I mean, it's a big difference. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really, it's a new thing that we're not very familiar with in sports. Or even just in general. Yeah. Really. But I also agree with the 76ers. If you don't play, you don't get paid. Yeah. So you want to go to your team doctor or your own doctor. You want to do your thing and you're not ready to come back. That's fine. Take the time you need to get right. But I'm not paying you for it. Yeah. And so uh, I do think that this is a situation that just continues to be better off when it's done and he gets traded. And I actually, I kind of hope that he does get traded. I do like the Celtics, but I'm just I'm ready to be done with Ben Simmons. I am too. I'm sick and tired. Yeah, oh my gosh, though, can you imagine if he goes to the Celtics? Though, you think the Philly fans are bad? Boston fans are just as bad, especially, especially when if it you're comes not to the Celtics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that might be something that gives him a little bit of pause, where he's like, you know what? How about no, not the Celtics? Why about you, almost any other fan base? Just actually. go to Houston for a little bit. Like I feel like I you know. could almost go to Houston and just kind of disappear. They've got a lot of picks that they could trade for it. Like Oklahoma City. <laughs> yeah. Not the San Antonio Spurs. 
any other team. I feel like the Spurs might be the one. The team Spurs over. would be a fantastic fit for him. They would because you know, they're they're, they're going to play you to your strengths, which mm-hmm. is not shooting the basketball. Right. It Pop's going to be like, it. thank God we got plenty of shooters. Just go distribute and handle. Like just the problem for me as an not a Spurs fan, but was a Spurs fan. You're going to have to send Dejounte Murray to Philadelphia, and I don't want that to happen. I just traded, but he's a similar point guard. So I mean, he's going to go play stellar defense. He's going to distribute the ball a little bit. Um, but I and I don't think that those two can play on the same team. They are too similar. Unless you're saying, all right, Ben Simmons, your ass is playing power forward now. <laughs> Get on the block. We don't need you to shoot. We need you to score. But I don't know that that's something that Ben Simmons would want to do. Yeah. But I also think that uh, Popovich could definitely handle his personality. Like if any if any coach is going to have the respect, it's him. Yeah. Like you're not getting that anywhere else, probably in the NBA. Maybe uh, with the Heat. I don't think they're interested, though. I mean, they've got Lowry now. They've got a lot of good pieces that they probably just don't want to move on from. I think Jimmy Butler already doesn't. Like, already That's hates true. Ben yeah, Simmons, already hates so. him. So, like, even that. But I think those are probably the only two coaches in the NBA that have the, the ultimate know, the respect. respect of, that, of being able to handle personalities and taking advantage of it. Because absolutely. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I do hope that it happens sooner or later. Um, I, I think that, like, the Kings were in the running, and then he said no thanks to the Kings. But <laughs> I don't blame him on that one. Here's the thing, though. Very confused by this entire situation with Ben Simmons, and hopefully they figure it out. But something else that's very much confused me, and I'm still trying to figure out information on, is this Travis Scott concert. Several yeah. people have died, injured. They had a hard time taking care of people, getting him in and out of the concert, mm-hmm. help. What the fuck happened here? I don't know. I've been kind of keeping up with it, too. And this still stays under our umbrella of keeping up with the Kardashians. Yep. He's Kylie dating Jenner. a Jenner. And got her second baby on the way oh, with really? her. I don't know how many more he has. I don't know. But I know at least two with Kylie. I don't know. Uh, but this weekend, uh, absolutely crazy. I was reading just like a little bit about it. Honestly, like just, I did a Twitter search. Typed in Travis Scott. I watched a lot of the videos. I read some reports. I don't know what's true, but man, it looked fucked up. Yeah, I mean, I think eight people died. Eight people died, and I saw a fourteen-year-old was one of them. And I'm not very familiar with Travis Scott, but I, like I said, I did a Twitter search, take it with a grain of salt. A lot of people were saying that like he's known for this, like for getting people to kind of, I don't know if you can call it a riot, but like have no regards for the security or you know some of the stuff that's in place, like the railings. They're was just, like, it like to the push to the front, push to the front? Was it a fight? Like no. Was it's it just, just like heat exhaustion? Really? Rushing the front and then getting too crowded to where they couldn't move. And so people were getting hot. They couldn't breathe. They'd pass out. And then people would just keep moving forward. Wow. Yeah. Like one of my biggest nightmares, that scenario exactly. Yeah, that would be terrifying. Mm-hmm. Even when I've been at you know some of these festivals and concerts that I've went to over the summer, when it starts to get too crowded, or like being in Nashville mm-hmm. recently – was literally like, it's too crowded in here. I'm leaving. I cannot take this. Yeah. But even at that concert, you know, there's so many people that were trying to move or trying to leave, and they couldn't. Or they're trying to get help from uh, medical personnel, and they couldn't because they couldn't get to it. So I did see one clip where there was, like, Travis Scott's up there singing on stage, and he's watching a body being, like, carried across people, and they're, like, mm-hmm. body surfing this. And I don't know if they were alive if they had already passed away, yeah. or but just I mean, passed out he's just whatever. sitting there singing and just watching this body get carried across. Yeah, it was like, how do you not go? Hey, that's it. Show's over. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, saw I, I one couldn't watch that to where they said that finally uh, they had gotten to like the producers and the promoters of it and were like, you have to stop this show. And they still let it go on for 37 minutes before they were finally like, hey, that's it. We got to be done with this. So I don't know how much responsibility like falls on him. Uh, I think probably a little bit because it sounds like this isn't the first time something yeah. like that has happened. And like you said, like I saw the video too of where he's like still singing and there are people like trying to be treated. Mm-hmm. Or there, I think I saw like one girl got on the stage even and was like, you have to stop the show. Have to do it. And they didn't. So I don't know, but just such a tragic event. Eight people died at a concert. Yeah. Like, From like just trying to rush a stage. Like no one's that freaking cool. Like no. you're telling me Travis Scott's the coolest dude in the freaking world. And I've been to where to, like you have to rush the stage. Turn on your fucking phone and listen to a song. They have these giant screens up. Yes. I've been to a lot of concerts. I don't know, maybe I'm weird, but I'm not like a got to be in the front row guy. No, I'm you're not gonna get the same thing about 10 rows deep or 20 rows deep. Yeah. I so I, I might either. just see you on the side and be like that's cool. I used to just fan it like I shouldn't say fanatize, but like idolize people like this, and I think going to the senior bowl it really stopped it for me. Of like getting to see these people that I'm like, holy shit, I see you on TV, I see you do this and that, the way everyone talks about you. And it was like, I say the senior bowl, like going to Indianapolis too and like seeing head coaches. Mm-hmm. Like you and I were on an elevator ride with uh, Phillips, the defensive coordinator for the Rams a while oh, back. Yeah. Really, Wade really, Phillips? Wade Phillips. Old guy. Yeah, and it was like, this short fucker is the defensive coordinator that we all just fantasize over? Like, no. <laughs> Lincoln Riley. Yeah, like Reed. that is – like, and not to like no disregard to him, but it was just more of like a – you're just a normal human being. I don't if I hadn't seen you people. on TV, I wouldn't see it. And it wasn't even a fanboy type moment. It was more of like it It just kind of clicked. Like there was one time I was like 10 years. I was as far away from you as I was John Gruden at one point And just sat there and he looked at me. He was just like, what's up, man? I'm like, Should've flipped him off. Not a whole lot. You racist bastard. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard just, about the email. It was crazy to be on like a field like that or settings. And you just, that's when it clicks. It's like, these are just other normal people. Yeah. They're, they're all weird. They all have their their differences or like, you know, mindsets and the way they talk and handle things just like your friends. But these people are just on TV and viewed by a lot more individuals. Yeah. Well, and I even like sticking with football and getting back to that, the Odell Beckham stuff this weekend, Mm -hmm. like so many people coming out to the game, so many players this weekend coming out to the games with shirts on that said free Odell. Players were wearing it. Are you fucking kidding me? He was cut, just like anyone. So like, like he was trapped in a situation, or yeah. just been in an awful. State. I'm sorry, he that hasn't you were stayed healthy. Trapped he in a situation that pay, paid you millions of dollars, and in a contract that you signed to be there. Like, so I get it. Maybe you wanted out of the situation, but like the free Odell hoodies and stuff. Come on, that's stupid. That's stupid. I mean, he was he was on a team. He gets cut. Like he wanted. Mm-hmm. Like he worked all these angles. And finally gets released. Like, what more do you want from him? And like, even if this would have happened last Sunday, maybe it makes a little bit of sense of like, okay, either trade him or cut him. Mm-hmm. Let's free my man. <laughs> now he is free. He's, he's freer than he's ever been. He gets to choose where he goes in the NFL. Because yeah. I don't think he's going to get picked up on waivers. Again, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, contract and the way that the Browns finalized it, I don't know. But even then, somebody's going to get you for a year, and then you are free to sign elsewhere. It just I lost maybe all the respect that I had for Odell Beckham. Did you have a lot to begin with? It was with? not a lot to okay. begin with. Okay. I was very, very low on the Odell Beckham hype. You take that one catch away. Is Odell as 
fantasized as he, he is to this day. I mean, he was so good early on that uh, he was breaking a lot of records. And it was like, this is the fastest player to have this many yards or this many catches. But, it, I mean, I do think if you take away that one catch, maybe he's not the big star that he is. Or how about the fact that he's a good-looking, very marketable guy? Yeah. If he were ugly, would people care? Probably not. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, you can take a good picture of him, and it gets a lot of attention on social media. Uh, he's made some jaw-dropping catches. Great athlete. But I do think that he's now probably overrated. And we'll see how much longer he wants to play football. Where That's, do you think he eventually goes? It's like signs with? I don't know. I, I, I do think that it's going to be a contender. I, I don't think that yeah, – I even saw some rumors. We were talking about it last week of, like, if the Lions claim him. I don't think he's going to play there. So I, I think that it is going to have to be a good team. And I do think that he is probably petty enough that I, I still think the Ravens and the Steelers are a, a real possibility. The Ravens and Steelers? Mm -hmm. Just being right there in the AFC North, Just being so a rival. And they, you know, they're both pretty competitive teams right now. I think the Ravens are good. Maybe Lamar Jackson in that locker room can handle Odell Beckham. But even if I'm, you know, Harbaugh from the Ravens, I don't know if I want that pressure of Lamar, you have to target him. Yeah. Or he's going to get upset. Like, that's kind of what I would think. Because, I mean, the Ravens, you haven't even talked about them today. You know, they were losing that game at one point, and they come sure. back and win. Like, Lamar Jackson has been balling out this season. I think that he's proven to, you know, a lot of people that he they can win the game when he has to throw. Or no matter what behind. the score is. I mean, I think there have been, several, I think, three or four times this year where they've been down by nearly double-digit points. And he's brought them back to win. Mm -hmm. And I still think that, you know, their receivers aren't very good. I think Hollywood Brown's been playing a lot better. Mm -hmm. um, to no surprise to us at all, Sammy Watkins cannot get on the field. Rashad Bateman's getting healthy, so maybe he'll get better too. Yeah. But I do uh, look at them and as like the situation where Odell Beckham being there, if he's not a head case, if he's not demanding the ball, that would be really scary for the Ravens to have him. For Lamar Jackson to have like a – a good receiving target. Like underneath, middle of the field type of target to yeah. go to. That would be him. Mm -hmm. And Hollywood Brown's been playing pretty well. But if if Odo Beckham's there, he's a guy that can take slant around 80 yards. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I, I still think that they are probably a favorite. Or at least if I were him, they would be at the top of my list. It would be. I'm just trying to think of like. Because if you look at the 49ers now, I don't think anybody wants to go there. They stink. I, yeah, Cardinals I are overloaded. The Rams are overloaded. Um, Deshaun Jackson, I mean, he just signed with the Raiders. That's something we haven't even talked about. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think it's officially, but it's been I, I think been Vegas could reported. be a good fit, maybe. I don't know about good fit, but maybe a potential landing spot where they need receiver help. Mm -hmm. and they're Derek sitting Carr there and they're 5-3. The yeah, but even they lost to the Giants this weekend. Surprising. That was not a good one. Um, and then maybe he goes back to the NFC, like where you Green Bay maybe, but does he want to be second fiddle to Devontae Adams? I don't yeah. know. I do think that that locker room could handle it. Be like, hey, <laughs> shut the hell up, man. Like, <laughs> I get it. You want the ball, but we are trying to win a Super Bowl here. So, no. Tampa Bay, too many good receivers yeah. and targets there. The, the Saints back in Louisiana was another one too, but does he want to play with a questionable quarterback? And they just lost to the Falcons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And even in the NFC West, like you said, the Cardinals, Rams, I don't think so. The 49ers, I don't think that they're good enough. Maybe the Seahawks, maybe he says, all right, Russell Wilson will be back soon. But they have two great receivers. I was say, they're like almost overloaded in the receiver room as well. Yeah, so that's not a good fit. 
either. So I, I think that you're only looking at a handful of teams. And again, who does he want to play for? And I don't think he's coming back to play for the Lions or, you know, a lot of these teams I have that, that weird feeling that it's going to be the Chiefs, and I don't want it to be. I like, don't. This is how I had it about Le'Veon Bell last year, like or legitimate. Marlon Mack a couple weeks ago. <laughs> exactly. It was just like no. I think with the Chiefs, and I don't want him to go there either. This offense is already kind of struggling. I I would hate for Mahomes to feel like he is obligated to get somebody else the ball too. I, like like I said earlier with the timing, like it's already a little bit off with guys like Tyreek and Travis Kelsey. Do you think Mahomes would feel that way? Like I have to get him the ball, or more be like it's another guy I can rely on to get open? Because you look at a Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman, and they just can't. Like they just like McCole Hardman had a, an opportunity for a third down catch and dropped it. Demarcus yeah. Robinson drops touchdowns like they're going out of style. I want to say. I think that Mahomes would feel a little bit of pressure to get him the ball. He definitely hasn't felt pressure to get Josh Gordon the ball, though. Yeah. So maybe that's a situation where he doesn't. But the thing that does scare me with Odo Beckham is that if they don't try to get him the ball, then does it become a distraction in the locker room? You know, is his dad going to be making videos or commenting on videos of Patrick Mahomes not getting him the football? I I don't think so. I think Mahomes has way too much recognition. Mm -hmm. Did him and Tyron Matthew play together? LSU? Uh, I think they just missed each other. Yeah, they're both. But like I bet Tyron would have probably been a part of like the recruitment for Odell. Yeah, so I, I wonder if there's some kind of a relationship there to where maybe he could even keep him in check. But I don't know. I feel like OBJ is the type of person that's like, I'll be in check if like we're winning football games and things are going good. Like You won't have to worry about me. Yeah, I don't know if he's ever been a part of that, though. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I don't know if he would be in Kansas City. <laughs> like, <laughs> they just good... won back-to-back games for the first time all year. So I don't even know if that's a good <laughs> situation that's for Kansas point. City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Uh, I think that he has until today. It's crazy how I just said, like, I don't want him in Kansas City, and then I start defending points. I'm like, well, maybe da 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 I still don't. So like I, I contradict myself. I don't to either. No, I think that they've got a lot of other problems, especially with like defensive personnel. Seems to be the problem there in yeah. Kansas City. I don't think bringing in number forty nine, yeah, oh, another receiver is going to help things. I mean, I'm sure it will help things a little bit. Uh, but the last little bit of news that I wanted to get to today is this video that's going around now of Mac Jones uh, doing this ankle sweep, leg lock thing to Brian Burns and a lot of people are, are coming out and saying it's a dirty play I'll tell you I haven't watched it enough times or seen like a good enough angle to like have a very solid opinion on it mm-hmm. I, I kind of doubt that Mac Jones is a dirty player and I, I think there's a really big difference between I made a dirty play and I'm a dirty player if that makes sense yeah like I, who's that safety you hate for the Raiders Whose name? Uh, Jonathan I can, Abrams. Jonathan Abrams. I think that he is a dirty player. I think he's made enough dirty hits to where you look at it and you say, "Okay, that's not a coincidence anymore." You're a dirty player. Yep. So with Mac Jones, I don't know. He's clearly he's a rookie. He's also a quarterback. So I kind of laugh at the fact that they're asking if he's a dirty player or not. Like he's a quarterback. He might not be a dirty player. That was a dirty <laughs> play. And it's just like the fact he gets up, sees that he's hurt. I wonder if it was one of those where it's like, you're not hurt. Like, I just, all I did was grab your foot and I'll let you go. It's like a flopping situation? Kind of. And then yeah. he just walks away. But then it's like, you see Brian so did Burns. did he stay in the game? Burns? Yeah. I don't know. This is my play? first time hearing of it, honestly. Yeah, I but, mean, it, I didn't watch that game either yesterday, but it, it definitely 
it was one of those deals where it looked like Burns hurt himself. Like with this whole jump and twist thing. Mm-hmm. Like he's got your foot, like just pull it out. Yeah, because that's the deal that, you know, Mac Jones has his foot. I, I guess it kind of looks like maybe he twisted. it. I don't know, because the only angle that I've seen, it's really hard to tell. And it's also, it's in full speed. Yeah. So, I don't know. If he did, if he twisted his foot, that's a shitty move. I don't know if it makes him like a dirty player. I don't think we need to label like a quarterback as a dirty player either, especially Mac Jones. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, it's almost guy. embarrassing that he hurt you, if we're being honest. But it did. Like, the first couple times I watched it, it kind of just looked like maybe he landed on it funny. Yeah. I don't know. Or couldn't get his other foot free to land on it. I don't know. Um, but I know Twitter has some really strong reactions. I also feel like so many people still hate the Patriots that I saw one guy tweeting, like, of course, no one in the mainstream media is talking about this because it's the Patriots. I did see that, too. Are you fucking kidding me? I saw someone else was like, oh, I played for the Patriots. They're taught this. I was like, you think Bill Belichick is spending time in practice uh-huh. teaching players how to hurt other players? Yeah. Or to Shut take cheap up. shots. Yeah. Or the fact that the media allegedly loves the Patriots. But at the same time, anytime something bad happens to the Patriots, you will not stop talking about it. Yep. Like the Spygate stuff or the Deflate Gate. Anytime the Patriots do something wrong, the media and fans hold on to it for forever. I will tell you, most members of the media probably don't have a bias yeah. against any team. Or like the referees, they do not hate your team. They could probably care less about your team. They're not out there throwing games and doing things on purpose. Unless it's maybe your your guy Dove climbing. Yeah. That's <laughs> or Dove, whatever his Dove. name is. Who fucking cares? I'm blocked. He does seem to hate Patrick Mahomes. I don't got to see it anymore. All you got to do is send him a message. No, you don't get to see it anymore. That's right. I, I love that I don't get to. I'm excited for it. Just I just I want everyone, if you're listening to this, and you know who Dove Climbing is, just go to any of his tweets and just ask, what does Jennifer Lawrence have to say about this? Yeah, that's a, and that's I a bet, weird Jennifer Lawrence thing. I bet you get blocked in about ooh, 15 seconds. I actually wasn't familiar with his Twitter until maybe the last year. Within I've the been last following year. him for a while because I always thought, he's like, man, this guy's like kind of on top of like some of this insider information. And then I came across that sports update guy mm-hmm. um, who is it, Ari. Is that his actual name now? I don't remember his name. So, I mean, because now he's got his actual name out there. But it's, I was like, wow, this guy's a lot more included than Dove. And then I start seeing Dove posts on like very questionable stuff. I was like, I'll just follow along for the to see everyone kind of reply to his stuff and his dumb takes. <laughs> and now it's like last week he comes out. Jennifer Lawrence has a restraining order on him because he's like a stalker and a creep. And he's had several other like profiles that he's used um, to like discuss things in different like forums, I believe on Reddit. And it was just kind of weird on it's just a weird individual. People were able to track it down and find it. And then he tried covering it up and then he kind of outed himself while covering it up. And now it's just one of these deals where this dude's a freaking weirdo and it's he weird. follows a lot of local reporters and he just steals their information and acts like it's his and puts it out there, which is just shitty enough as it is because you've done zero work for it, but you're trying to take credit on it. Granted, we did that in high school, but like this I is real I also hate world the now. people that will um, – I, I get what you're trying to do and like trying to get more followers on your account or whatever, but – we all have the Schefter notifications on, I feel like. Mm-hmm. If you don't, like, you probably should. But you see, like, you'll get the Schefter tweet or the Pelissaro, any of them, the My Sports Update. 
there are some people that are really quick and probably have sources. And then you'll get the people who are two minutes later with the, according to sources, mm-hmm. Sam Darnold actually sucks at quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Schefter just tweeted this. We know. So You haven't done one of those, like, I haven't. very I, vague <laughs> tweets out there, and it's just like something comes and it's like, pfft. See how easy that is? I'm going to think of one. Let's do one live on the podcast. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. is set to meet and sign with the team. You can't be that specific, weeks. though. Instead of it being Odell Beckham, it has to be like hearing a lot about a big-time receiver move. Or that's probably not as good now because we're past the trade deadline. Yeah, I'll tell you, a good one would be like um, hearing a lot of buzz about a big-time college football firing. Defensive coordinators are getting fired today. Like, yeah. and then I could go back and be like, "Boom, called it, nailed it." <laughs> but on the off shit. chance, yeah, like David Shaw gets fired this week, I'm gonna be like, "I was in the fucking no. Look at me. <laughs> nope, psych. Didn't know it. Just tweeting out vague bullshit." But I also like to do that. But that's it for us today. We'll be back tomorrow, maybe with some Odo Beckham news. Who knows? Maybe uh, a little bit of something will happen Monday Night Football. We didn't even talk about that one. Steelers Bears. Yep. Snooze fest. Taking the bears. Uh, But like I said, we'll be back tomorrow. Don't forget about our great sponsor here at the end of the show, Roper Kia. Check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Miked Up, they will give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. 